Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. It's 4 p.m. on Sunday, May 24th. I'm here with Elizabeth, Jeremy, Mia, and Zach. We had a big weekend. We had uh, Scott Santons. We had Congressman Tim Ryan on. We had um, American Jobs Factory on. We had um, two people from the 1K Project on. Wow. It's been a quite a weekend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How did the Tim talk go? I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I, I haven't uh, published them all yet. It's been so busy. I'm probably going to edit them all and post them tonight. But uh, it went, went great. The uh, the Twitch streams are up, the the Scott Stantons and uh, Tim Ryan ones. Actually, the Twitch streams are up all of them. Yeah, the podcast will be out soon. So uh, we didn't really get a chance to do like the, uh, the more low-key talking about the news and our personal developments and whatnot this week. So if anyone would like to begin with anything they like to talk about, please do. Well, um, I, I, I don't, not so much related to our normal stuff, but um, I just had uh, Mike Breuer on my own channel. And uh, I know I know you had him on, on the Yang Gang Roundtable a few weeks ago. Um, I wasn't present in that one, but he is such a cool dude. I just want to say, Mike Breuer is the man. If you're in Kentucky and you're listening to this, please check out Mike Breuer. He's running to replace Mitch McConnell in the Senate. He's a UBI candidate, retired Marine, farmer, teacher, Yang Gang, all-around great guy. Um, when you reached out to him, Zach, uh, did you find it difficult at all to set up an interview? Um, well, I was like mostly dealing with an aide, uh, and there was a little bit of confusion at first over... Um, over like who would be hosting the zoom chat uh but i mean not real any real difficulties um why do you ask did you uh have some difficulties uh, i was just curious if your experience was similar to mine of where it was just like uh um i reached out to them and then um pretty much immediately they're like yeah let's do it and um you know a couple emails later and it, it was all squared away like uh, there was little to no difficulty whatsoever yeah, no, no real, real difficulty. Um, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I've reached out to a few other uh, candidates, and yeah, at first it was like, yeah, let's do it, and then like I've been having a difficult time uh, setting up a, a a time and a, a date and a time with them. Like I actually kind of think I was ghosted by one of them. I'm not going to say their name in case uh, you know, good chance they're just busy, and uh, <laughs> I'll I'll hear back soon from them. So I don't want it sound like i'm saying anything bad about them but um yeah i kind of think i've been ghosted by one or two candidates <laughs> um but yeah no mike's mike's team is awesome um like i said there was just a little bit of like technical confusion with uh i guess they you know how when you set up like a zoom um when you schedule like a, a zoom meeting you can have it imported to your google calendar um for some reason they wanted to set up the act actual meeting and i was just kind of like okay so are you gonna record it and then send me the file or how does that work and then they ended up being okay with me scheduling the meeting like that was just a little bit weird at first but it was just more about a technical issue not really like trying to plan out when exactly we were going to do this but yeah overall um great guy uh, I, i'm definitely rooting for him and uh yeah he's definitely to the left of me on quite a number of issues but honestly that doesn't even matter i mean ubi is the most important thing that we could do for this country 
And probably the second most important thing is just getting rid of Mitch McConnell. So <laughs> it's uh, actually quite important that I th- that uh, that his campaign gets some support. Um, you know, he may not be the hand-picked person by Chuck Schumer. Uh, you know, Amy McGrath is getting a ton of press, but I think Mike Breuer is the uh, the guy for the Yang Gang and for the U.S. as a whole. I mean, he's He's a really good guy. Like I said, supports UBI and a number of other Yang initiatives. And uh, he's really the candidate that um, we should be trying to help out a bit, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Mike is this, uh, he's a solid, authentic, genuine human being. Um, I, yeah. I think uh, I, I think having a, a person like him who can really be uh, a role model for people to look up to is, uh, is is severely lacking in our in our political system, and so I, I think that's also uh, in addition uh, an important reason to elect him into office. Yeah, totally. He's got some real leadership qualities, and we're lacking that. <laughs> Heidi Grace uh, uh, ended this week. Well, this last week, didn't it? Uh, she came in second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi Briona's race. Uh, she came in second. Yeah. Her uh, her opponent who won was you know I believe a millionaire. Or had millions in funding at least. So, you know, it's hard to go up against the establishment, but she, you know, made a stand. Yeah, she got and what, like 5%? Uh, I believe uh, it was six. That's insanely good. Yeah, yeah. A significant right. amount. It is, it's not something that's trivial at all. So no. it's still a victory. Congratulations. Full advantage of the organizational skills of yeah. the Yang Gang or anything like that. Oh. Most of these candidates, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they jump in the race pretty late, you know? Um, yes. So I, I'm actually really surprised that we have so many people across the country running on UBI and, and other Yang initiatives like Democracy Dollars and whatnot. Um, I, I really thought we'd have to wait until 2022, 2022, yeah, the midterms, until we start seeing uh, people running. So it's just, you know, the fact that 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 this grassroots organizing has popped up so fast uh, is just just very impressive, and we're moving the ball forward with just talking about UBI. So win or lose, we're still winning. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's a, what's most important to take away, I think, from from Heidi's run is that she was a- able to gain her or gain uh, thousands of votes with campaigning for roughly two months. Right, I think that yeah. in and of itself is just a, a major it's a major achievement, and I, I hope that. Um, that gives us a, a little bit of forecasting of, of what it's going to be like when we have other UBI candidates running uh, elsewhere in the country. And she did that during a pandemic while deprived of volunteers, of the ability to door knock, of the ability to traditionally fundraise. So I actually think that's hugely impressive. Yeah, I, I, I agree. She'd, uh, she deserves to pat herself on the back. You know, she did a tremendous job. So what else is new? Well, since I last talked to you guys, we actually moved into a place. Um, it's really nice. Uh, the whole move was complicated by the fact that he had to go back to work, which uh, the park's open at the end of this month. And yeah, it's already a concern. But just trying to explain to people that there wasn't a choice. That it didn't like just them saying you can choose to stay home doesn't mean there is actually a choice for everybody. No, there isn't. And if anybody's giving you hell about that, I'm really sorry to hear that. Eh, it's 
local people. They're yeah, it's, more it's not conservative. Fair that you're in that position at all. Well, I'm I'm fortunate in that my uh, my workplace is not opening up yet. They seem to be taking a back seat and waiting to see how this pans out. For um, there's there's another after school place in the area that are, is already opening their doors. Uh, so I think we're going to see how that goes with them. And so they're still letting us sit on unemployment, which is way better for all of us right now. I'm just worried about the state. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I live in Wisconsin, which almost never makes national headlines and never for good reasons. We're opening up because our Supreme Court overturned Evers' safer at home order. He asked everybody to stay safer at home if they could anyway. But, you know, like like we discussed, this is just opening up is going to force a bunch of people back to work, including him, because it's really the employers making the choice, not the employees. And <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to eat. Yeah, and just the people who want it open was, I get it from the employee and the the producer side, but the customers who wanted to open back up, the, the consumers that wanted to open back up, they just, they're not the people that are following the guidelines. <laughs> the people who were following the guidelines were largely fine with things being shut down. The people who are out right now, they're outright antagonistic to the concept of staying away from people and wearing face masks. Can you, um... Tell us some of the things you've seen, some examples of that. Just lots of pointing and scoffing and not wearing them at all or wearing them as like a chin strap. And it's more common for me to see someone not wearing a mask than wearing a mask out. And we're trying not to go out. But, you know, he's at work. And I know at his work, they're going to require the entire staff to wear masks, which is he works in a water park. Oh, that's. uh... I'm trying to picture how a lifeguard is going to lifeguard in a face mask. That also sounds like a really hard environment to enforce social distancing on, too. Oh, it's it's going to be a nightmare, especially because they're basing their you know because there's occupancy guidelines for this still, but they're basing those guidelines on total occupancy, and if you um if you know how occupancy is calculated for those, it's it's like jam packs. They've they're they're never at occupancy. It's two person per step, per uh, every step of the tower up, plus all of the ground space. It's so so. There's no real bar for them barring people. It's entirely down to distance between people. And yeah, you're gonna have a bunch of high schoolers really enforcing that. A bunch of high schoolers and a bunch of unfortunate international students who are still stuck here. I'm glad we can get that recorded. I'm glad that's. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, I, at least at his, I will say, at least at his water park, um, their international students got treated much better than the rest of the ones. And um, as much as I disagree with the concept of corporate housing, they were able to get theirs finished, built, and have them moved in already. And so they waived rent, but the rest of them are in a, there's like a few apartments in town that rent to them, and they're all just kind of stuck there without. A lot of them have expired cards now because they, you know, they couldn't fly back to their country. Just there's there's people locally trying to organize really ragtag relief efforts to try to help them, but it's it's a, it's a nightmare. Oh, this, <laughs> and, this... and you know this, this the situation at the state level is going to make it worse, which is yeah. awful. Please go on. Do not mean to uh, to cut you off if you, if you had more to say. Oh, you're fine. I was stopping there. 
Well, I was going to say, uh, this, this reminds me that um, when the 1K project was on, you know, they they um, they gave me and, and Zach each uh, a link to to nominate someone to receive the thousand dollars a month. So I'm going to nominate you and your family. Zach's going to nom or not Zach, uh, Jeremy. They gave Jeremy a link. Sorry, Zach. I see you flashing for some reason, and yes, you have some background what? noise, so you're like popping into my subconscious. You want to mute your mic, please? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, sorry. All right. Um. So, so I meant to say, Jeremy. Um, we uh is going to nominate Jacqueline. So, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, um, maybe they can help you out. I we're all we're all doing what we can. Um, let's, but yeah. So, um, yeah. As long as that's okay with you, we're going to nominate you for the one k the one k project. That is very sweet of you. I yeah, I would be fine with that. I'm honestly right now. I'm I'm more worried about his health. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, no, I mean, look, there's just no, no like, I, more. That's it's all connected. This will, uh, yeah, I know, for its health. I know. So, just, um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you. I'll talk to you after that, and I'll I'll figure out what to put in the application, and you tell me whatever we uh we need to put on there. But uh, welcome, Ariel. I see you've just arrived. Yeah, thanks. Um, um, it it this is pretty cool because um, like last night we had family gathering, and I was like, like I wanted to re-listen to part of my um uh pod uh kind of like um guest appearance i had on the new progressive voice with josh and then they were all like what's that what's that so i sent it in my family text and like they they never knew i could like be that articulate and intelligent like well well they knew i had something but like they heard it and 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 it was it was good yeah <laughs> yeah ariel i just uh listened to that last night that, that was good uh definitely uh entertaining conversation and uh, it touched on some good points oh, thank you yeah i i i it it just goes to show that like we're we're not as different and as opposed to each other as we like to think we are i think that the main thing that everyone can agree on is that it's it's just not fun to struggle for no other reason than political dysfunction I mean, once once we get rid of our, our mental bandwidth isn't, you know, like like so highly concentrated on basic necessities, we can we can start we, we can start having these conversations better and we can stop being so angry at each other. And I, I just think that's what it all boiled down to. It was good to see you at the humanity hangs too, uh this past week, Ariel. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, you know, I, I, I always used to be so bored with having so much free times on my hands because, like, my basic needs are covered. But then when I got laid off, uh, I kind of fell into this, like, frustration that there's nothing for me to do. But this pandemic has kind of gave me a lot to do. So, <laughs> so there's that. I mean, you know, every cloud has a silver lining. <laughs> Yeah, you were there um, the Yang day and then like the day before that, right? For the hang so? Yeah, I, I, I was one of the only Romes that did not get a chance to speak to Andrew Yang at that time and, and see his wife because of some technical issues. You know, so through through no fault of anybody's own, I did not get to see Andrew Yang. Now, so that that goes to show you, you know, it, it's not because I didn't try hard enough or I wasn't good enough. There was just a glitch in the system. And like, that's the same way we should look at poverty. It's not that people deserve it. It's just that some people were unlucky enough, unfortunately, in their lives to get caught in some glitch in the system. And then we point at that people that get caught in 
glitches and we say, hey, it's your fault. It's kind of like that that movie with with uh, called Wreck-It Ralph when that, that girl was like a glitch. But like that's because like it was done on purpose. But it's like, you know, like we, we have to look at these things. It's like, okay, maybe these pi- pipes or this bureaucracy failed this person and it's not, you know, a moral thing. Well, on the um, uh, analogy you're talking about there with uh, her, it she had the glitch um, put upon her. It's not like she was like, um, yeah, she born with it. it. So you could right. like compare the uh, the person putting it on it to the system itself, which is built in a way that uh, does not promote actual humanity and instead promotes uh, productivity and um, efficiency and and backstabbing and like. Um, you know, you know, coups against certain people and knives coming out and and backroom deals, you know, because like King Candy went into the mainframe and turned her into the glitch. And that's the same thing that happens with people who are like blackballed from the job market, you know, you know, like word spreads or cancel culture. So, I mean, same thing. And so what's your guys is um, part of the world been like? um for this for this weekend and um I, have you guys seen um large gatherings taking place uh, that kind of thing because <laughs> it's been crazy here in uh in missouri and uh also in uh daytona i don't know yeah, things are starting to open up here um i mean i haven't really been out too much but one of the things i do um uh, for income is uh i help people move items like i have a I have a pickup truck and a trailer, so like I, I'll pick up a couch from a store for somebody and whatnot. And the last few runs I've done to department stores, they've been pretty packed with people. Um, so I mean, for the most part, people are wearing masks and taking precautions, but they're still out and about. The stores are opening up. Restaurants are still closed for the most part um, on the inside, but things are slowly starting to, to open. Right. Yeah, so uh, so I posted a, an image in a short video. So um, That's what the Lake of the Ozarks looks like uh, right right now. Uh, so it, we have tens of thousands of people that have, uh, have uh, gone on vacation down to the lake, and uh, everything is open. Um, I mean, we're talking bars, restaurants, live music, uh, no social distancing whatsoever. Uh, yes. No, no cautionary um, uh, measures taken, like whatsoever. So um, we're going to have a massive second wave coming here in Missouri. Oh, Jesus! That image right there is what uh, I'm worried about when the parks fully reopen it's here. So terrible, but at the same time, at least we're privileged enough to get this firsthand information. You know, all all across the country to each other. Well, so I good. mean, I, I, mean, I good. Uh, we're, like, we're, we we heard it first. Now I know. Right. Right. So yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, frankly, that uh, was a weird strength of being on Twitter at the beginning of this was we got more of a heads up that this was coming than it seems like a lot of the people around me at least got. We still got it. We still have I, that. I, you guys, I say, and this may sound a little cruel, if they want to go ahead and be our guinea pigs, be our guests. You know, like if they all end up getting it and some of them get severely sick. Uh, that does like, sound a little No, cool, yeah. like there's I mean, people I really, that work I can't take it, I can't endorse such a callous stance. I understand. Further, there's <laughs> also every single one of them coming home to their family who may or may not yeah. agree with their uh, particular 
uh, behaviors. Oh, okay. You're not going to like extracise your son out of your family if he thinks that the economy should open up. I hope, like especially right. if he's underage. Yeah. So. Right. Right, so yeah, these, uh, the people that descend on Lake of the Ozarks, I, I would say probably in the ballpark of around um, 75% of these people are from the St. Louis metro area. So that's where they're going to be returning home to. Oh, okay. Oh, God, oh, right. Okay. Like here's Chicago, which is where these parks pull from. They're not opening their bars, but we are. So, <sighs> yeah, that picture is what I'm worried about coming up. Right, and that's, that's just one location. Right. That's, yeah. This is just one picture from one place. And there are thousands of place, places like that down there that saw similar gatherings. Two uh-huh. hairdressers who defied the orders infected 86 and 56 or something along those lines. I might have the numbers wrong, I'm going to admit. Um, just just from defying the orders and staying open during that and inter- interacting individually. Think of that across that entire crowd. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Pray. Well, there's what there's we should not, do and what we're going to do. All right. Be- because because if you send people down to like arrest them then like those people who arrest them have to be touching them and getting physical with them. So I mean it's it's like <laughs> there's no clear option. So like <laughs> like what can happen <laughs> unless they like arrest them with like P- per per PPE or some shit like you know like it's it's really we need crazy. a UBI in a vet. Just just that would have got us yeah, through this. Yeah, yeah. There you like, go. Amazon, Amazon's making fucking bank right now. A vet on that would have paid for this already. I just like like ten times over. Like yeah, yeah. like there, yeah. there's something going around that no, the millionaires would just have to be a little less rich to get us through this. Nope, they don't even need to do that. They would break even. We just want money to right. give right back to them. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so like. I don't know. I it's it's just like we we have this craziness in our political system that it's like we're not going to do like what's so so obvious because of pure ideological reasons. Like like we're just going to throw practicality away and be ideologues even though that is the worst time to be like that. It's right now. It's weird how much of the tech center is actually like okay with the idea too. I wish they had more influence and it weren't like uh, being divided amongst uh, other types of money because we would have the UBI if like Jack were in charge and the only guy lobbying right. or uh, Bill well, Gates well, I mean, even. Like I, if if I were like some part of the tech sector, I would and and I was providing the government with any kind of tech, I would be kind of like I'm not going to you know like help you with this unless you know you do this but but i mean i wouldn't want to hurt anybody like it's complicated it's it's like but i would be with like withholding my services from a guy who had a lot of power and influence if they did not you know go towards a ubi i don't know that's that's the problem with the lobbying thing in general though because they are um it's not just the tech center. And then there's the tech center that is uh, very much corporatist, too. You know, they're, um, Facebook isn't, uh, I don't know. Actually, Facebook's fine. Zuckerberg's for basic income as far as that goes. I know there's different people. I got myself confused. Sorry, guys. Mark's for it. Jack's for it. It's good visibility on the social whoa, media whoa. side. Bezos, Bezos, Amazon's not for it. <laughs> Right, which is so, asinine, but of course, because he'd be paying for it right now. Well, I mean, the best we can do is just not agree with each other in our echo chambers, but kind of like take this, you know, ideal this idea to them, and 
and get into the weeds of why they're against it. And, you know, um, they're, they're going to have to kind of like defend, like, you know, in the times of slavery, like, like the people who were against slavery, who could have like talked about it amongst each other, however much they wanted, but eventually they, they had to take the fight to the actual slave owners. So, I mean, it's just a matter of time that we have to confront the slave owners. <laughs> like, I don't see any other way. Well, I mean, we could, like, invite them onto the podcast, but they probably, like, um, wouldn't give us the time of day, a lot of them. The people who actually have the money and power aren't obligated to at this point, so getting them obligated is our next step. Any suggestions for that? Well, I mean, that's kind of what we're money. doing. We're pushing forward legislation. Well, we, we it's legislation that will bring them into that. UBI. It's legislation that will be confronting those powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we could just try to get like opponents of UBI on the show. I, I don't know how you feel about that. I would like to see us do that. Uh, Tim Pool. He seems like a good guy. Uh, uh, to yeah, not I, I, good I, guy. he played I, the. Yang I like game. Tim Pool overall, but yeah, he's he's totally wrong on the uh, whole <laughs> UBI and he's issue. He's been told. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he, he went he, on. People Glenn have had Beck. that conversation with him. He's just not open to the information, from what I can tell. Which is, well, that's just weird. Like, like he says, like, oh, like if 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 I have like five dollars, I go into the store and there's no milk. That five dollars isn't going to mean anything. But then, like, I showed him pictures of like farmers dumping all the food and the milk that they have. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Well, yeah, no, people are able to take that money and go directly to those farmers. Um, You're seeing that happen locally, and I love it. A lot of the family farms are doing that. Yeah, just letting people buy direct. But 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 he's 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 Tim Pool's looking at this from like a scarcity point of view. He said he's saying that like people will just like have all the money in the world. I I think he was probably just trying to be quippy. Yeah, like like so so I mean when when people just say things that are just like so wrong. I mean, like, you know, you can just, like, say, hey, like, here's the evidence that shows the complete opposite right in front of your face. What are you going to do? Ignore it? And I guess they will. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, they definitely will. And then trying to keep it humanity first is another uh, hard point. We want people who are willing to engage in the topic from a um, good faith um, position. We don't want people who are yeah. going to immediately troll us afterwards. Right. It's not going to be helpful right. with the conversation. Right. Like, it's not going to push oh, people yeah. forward. People will hard off into camps just like they do in our binary system. We need yeah. people truly willing to debate or it's not worth actually getting into it with them. That's like, the, I don't know, that, that kind of like defines the United States. People just want to like, you know, like quip and quarrel and kind of like shout and scream and then you go to places like europe and australia and stuff and they can they can kind of calm down a bit because like i don't know who here in the u.s like like these buzzwords that like make everybody jump and down and go like the constitution our founding fathers my freedoms ah and it's like god damn it just like i mean we, we definitely have people who get who are who are far too reactionary like that but this group wouldn't exist if americans weren't capable of slowing down calming down and have a by the points conversation absolutely we just need to find them and get them here and debate them yeah like more people like us exist in this country and we can find them and they don't all already agree with us but by the time we're done with them they will 
Yeah, we uh, we do yeah. have a, a Republican roundtable scheduled for next Saturday. Awesome. I like that. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, very much looking forward to that. Please, everyone, uh, come if you can. The whole point is a brainstorming session slash call to action for Republican UBI Congress members to appear, for, for people to run for Congress on the Republican side of the aisle on a UBI platform, or for... Uh, Republicans who are in Congress to endorse UBI if, if if they're reachable. I don't know. I guess that might be a whole different strategy, really. <clears throat> but we're going to do a show on brainstorming, how we can inspire, encourage, find, and create people to run for Congress on a UBI platform as Republicans. So that is the 30th of May, 3 to 5 Easterns. And uh, uh, Mike Bro here, no, not Mike, not Mike, sorry, um, uh, Dan, Dan Larson will be there. Uh, i.e. we need more Can you send out a reminder for that one because that's not uh, the day I'm usually on but I would love to be part of that conversation yeah sure of course yes I don't like not because I'm in a position to run for Congress but I would like to infiltrate my local Republican Party because I think they're more I think a lot of them are easier for me to persuade to this concept than I have luck on the left yeah we want you to definitely be at that one yeah, that's a that's an interesting idea. Um, do you, do you guys think it would be worthwhile looking into to joining our local Republican groups instead of Democratic ones? <laughs> if maybe, it's... I mean, yeah, if we're brave enough, yeah, to look it's not into a bad idea. Into, it does not hurt to look into it, especially for those for whom we could make a more traditional or plausible case, like Zach. Maybe maybe you too, Jeremy. You too, Elizabeth. Yeah. I personally would have a hard time going in and being like, "Hello, a bit of an ideological socialist," but let's right. see what you got, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, but for I, me, it I was could more try. About, that's that's the people well, I usually have more comfortable conversations about these things with. Just I don't I don't know why say, I'm more easily... lean lean into that. <laughs> lean into that, and I do know why. It's because they're not indoctrinated against you and against having that conversation. It doesn't. Well, sound, yeah. Yeah. I I I absolutely agree. I think like we've been so stuck in these culture world wars like a fly stuck in amber you know and we're kind of like that but like let's get off the culture wars for a bit and just talk about economic practicality and so many republicans are open to economic practicality it's just the cultural stuff sometimes that creates so much friction so it's like okay so let's let's work a way to like you know have that conversation yeah, I see simultaneously two two big categorical arguments: economical economic practicality, and um, there's a, also a moral case for it. Yeah, I'm kind of where you're at, Shale. Where I'd be like, uh, I'd probably feel a little disingenuous being there, like I was like trying to infiltrate or spy or something, and I, I would right. be concerned no, I mean, that uh, yeah. I might give somebody some accidental side eye because I couldn't contain yeah. my disdain for an idea that I particularly didn't like. <laughs> I well, think the a better way is, to go. I've found as yeah. long as the, the like the the reasonable to the right of me, you can give them the side eye, and they'll yeah. they'll give you side eye back for the things they disagree with you on, and it's <laughs> right. So fine. Yeah. In, instead of going under any kind of a, a false premise, just go like hi. Um, you know, I've traditionally right. been on the other side of the aisle, but I'm an open minded person. I'm trying to be more open minded, and I'm trying to bridge communication gaps between you know in civically engaged persons. So I'm here in good faith, and I'm here to hear you out, and I hope you're going to give me good faith too. And if they don't, you just got to be strong enough to shrug it off and be like, all right, well, you didn't, but maybe someday you will, and maybe some other people will. Just don't well, be discouraged. Like I, I was a full on like hardcore conservative 
Israel-loving Zionist who actually took a trip to Israel, like, under that premise with a whole bunch of other Republicans and, like, very prominent Republican conservatives, actually. And then when... I switched to the UBI side, like I kept on getting like angry Facebook emoji reactions from one of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) And and I just want to like talk to him and he's like, welfare and this and that. And I'm like, but, but like, where would you be without a floor? So, you know, no, it, it like surprised them. It's like, how, how can you betray us like this? And I'm like, no, it's, it's not like that. You guys. I'll, I'll be honest that's my favorite r- r- answer to give when they come at it like welfare like no i'd like it I, I genuinely would like it to replace that system and unemployment and i you know we could have a conversation about the minimum wage i'm right that no, far th- to the right of them that i could be like no it's further right. right than you think it is sir. right right <laughs> and 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 you know the one of the excuses they use is like no able-bodied person. He, he likes to use the word able-bodied. Well, if if you have a, the tools to like fix TVs, but there are no TVs that are broken, it's not going to matter that you have those tools. You know, you, you, you may be like the strongest, smartest person out there, but if you're in the middle of like nowhere, Kansas, where all the jobs are already taken and there's nothing for you to do, who cares how able-bodied you are? And that's if you're able-bodied. They like to discount people who aren't able-bodied, and they don't even treat disabled mind as a disability. Is yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I I think I think it's worth a shot. And and you know they always love to paint themselves as like we're the rational ones, and you guys are like overly emotional. So that's why we can't talk to you because. (laughs) You can't make, but it's like, you know what? Like, maybe that's the opposite. Let's it's empathize. I, I, I hear you, my man, but let's think. Think. If I can we be over you. Actually, connect with people. We can't caricature them. We can't go, we, st- we can't start this conversation by going, hello, you're the ones who are like this, right? You know, that's, we're, we're, you're yeah. the, you think you're so rational. Let's, we have to engage them as individuals and yeah, acknowledge that the reason they are at their Republican events is because, well, Hopefully, they believe they are doing the best thing they can for society. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. And we're all people, and we can all be all of those things at times. There are times I'm over-emotional and can't think straight. There are times when I'm looking at other people like, how are you taking this this seriously? This is a joke. You know, it's we're different things at different times. We're not one set thing at any given time. So I think that's one of the big problems with stereotyping is it... um, it pretends that we're always the same person in every situation, and we're really not. Yeah, I think if we can go, that is very and, well and said. If we can, if we can go, and if we can have the discipline to not act out of anger, if anything, you know, if we're ever provoked when we're there, because people, we're in such scary times. Everyone's so tense, and if you, if you go show up as like a non-Republican to a Republican event, there's a good chance someone might try to provoke you, not into like physical confrontation, but you, you know, someone will just. Try to other you to make you want to well, leave. Well, yeah, no. If, you, if you've heard so, Fred the Felon talk about first talking sure, to Yang, yeah. that's what he was trying to do. That would be a good example of right. this. He said so he you have to first, take like, a page. Minutes railing mm-hmm. at him. Right. That's that's what most people never ever get through. Um. So yeah. you got to take a page from the boss. You have to yeah. work up to having the emotional endurance to hear <laughs> people people caricature you the way Ariel was caricaturing them. Um. Yeah. And you have Without to make sure. Fire. Right. 
Right. You have to let them run out of ammunition, and then when they'll be like, okay, I'm tired, I've got to change strategies, yeah. then, you have, they have, then you have a shot for them to, yeah. like, reconsider you as a real human it's being. It's like, uh, like you walk so into that's, a... Rep- that's the strategy, if that, yeah. <laughs> you walk into a Republican event, and they're like, intruder alert, intruder alert. <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah, just as long as you don't return fire, right. you're going to be okay. Yeah. But look, like, Fred is the most diehard fan of Andrew Yang right now. And if, if you can get through all their ammunition and then, like, meet them on where they're at, like, like when they put up the article that, like, are you willing to die for Andrew Yang? And then Fred the Felon just retweets it and says yes. <laughs> it's like an episode of Dragon yeah. Ball where after someone takes a pounding, they're like, oh, you took my pounding. I respect you now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not really like that. Maybe it's a little bit like that. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's just no, no, like, like I think no. Th- there's a contingent of like Republican libertarians that like toughness in people, and they respect it. So I think that's what he saw in Yang. He said, "I, I just like put the screws to him, and I'm like, well, everyone respects strength. Shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. likes to see strength in people. Right, right. So, so he saw he saw that Yang was willing to take all of his lumps and then just meet him at a level. And he just couldn't believe it because he 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 thought like, oh, here comes this liberal dem. I'm gonna like own this guy, and then it just threw him for a loop. <laughs> it's just Yang's strength is really pretty subtle. It's like a modern take on um, you know, that kind of stand. It's not standoffish. It's not angry. It's just this calm wave of I will still be here when you're done. Right, that is it's, well it's, said. Yeah. It's kind of like that kid that like throws a tantrum and they're like, okay, let it out, let it out. And then, yeah. and then once he's done, like waving his hands and screaming, it's like, okay, you got, you're, you're good. Okay. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. He's a quality dad and it shows in how he treats everybody else. It's, 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 it's all about how you imagine the person who's talking to you, who you're talking to, you know, it's like, you have to, rem- you, you empathy, you have to empathize and, and think of oh, where the motivation sure. to, to say these terrible things to you comes from. You have to remember yeah, they're, you they to... are in terrible fear or pain or upsetness. You know, their, their life has yeah. is, is fallen apart because society is squeezing everyone and they believe mm-hmm. wrongly that it is you who is to blame. So you just right. have to let them tell you yeah. they think it's your like, fault. Like and be the just, adults. And then, and, and then, you know, once they get that out of their system, and they then you can engage them past yeah. that right it, it's like being the adult in the room you know I, I i guess you can say like the extremist sjw's and the like extremist maga crowd are like the two little kids that are like eh, and like and like That's right. and they all want to draw us all into their their yeah. you know their their big charade this big right. this big conflict <laughs> it's like it's like west side story where it's like dancing right, at each other. Right. we're going to have a knife fight da-da, da-da. Right, right, this right, is not exactly. the government we're right, not right. doing <laughs> And almost all of us came from that, like very convinced that that was the way that it should be too. Like um, people came from the Bernie side who were just as on board with the whole, um, we need to just, you know, eat the rich, the extremist sides of there over to the Yang side. And we're like, chill again, just as much as from the Republican side. And we, we all have that within us. So to mock people for it too, is also a problem. Right. Like, yeah. We have to recognize that we're as weak as they are. It's just about finding the right idea at the right time. Right. And that is the strength yeah, of humility. I don't, I, like, I don't think, I don't think right walking there. in considering yourself the adult in the room is going to be a good way to approach that situation. <laughs> that's right. You have to be ready for another adult in the room because that's actually what you're hoping for. Right. It's, it's, it's like somebody comes in there with these two kids and they're like, all right, wake it up. 
break it up. You know, like we're going in there hoping there's a sensible person in there like you and you can really like bridge some communication gaps and and get some some real valuable work done in being like an architect of human society. Uh, Oh, that's that's what we're going for. So if you have to go into, you know, uh, uh, if you have to go into a mode where you're letting people rail at you until they're done then you have to but that's not the first order of business Uh, well that's that's interesting you say that because yang went on a tucker carlson and they they hit it off like really well but at the same time i don't know if you saw this there was this dutch guy there was a recording he went on tucker carlson and tucker carlson just went and lost his shit he got so angry (laughs) <laughs> but even even a guy like Tucker Carlson, who likes to invite some liberals on his show just to like, you know, make fun of them and say like, oh, you're a child. Like then then he 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 actually ended up cursing and things. So so everybody has that within them to like, you know, you know, get get like, you know, um, Mia said, get that kind of like riled up. Emotion. To lose your composure. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. lose Your composure. Right. Right. Tucker did it that one with that with that dutch guy he really he started cursing and calling him an idiot well just practice not losing your composure it's a skill you can get better at it everyone can true yeah gotta remember when if you go to these meetings you're kind of you're representing andrew yang and the yang gang you know what i mean so like it's kind of like when you're in business and you have a customer facing position and the customer's arguing with you you know, there's that saying that the customer is always right, even when they're wrong. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, you don't want to poison the well, so to say. You know, like there's a way you can try to try to win people over to your side without getting angry and mean and you know even overly defensive, where you're like cursing back at people. You know, if it's if if it's getting to that point, it's probably your best bet is probably just to leave. You know, you don't want to let the Bernie Bros <laughs> do all the nasty stuff. You know, with the Yang. And, gang, you know, even that we should, you know, even we should that, even that, Zach. You got, I got to catch you. I think I was, I was agreeing with you, but it's a little hypocritical yeah. to even go and, and caricature in the middle of this diatribe the Bernie Bros. You know what I mean? You know what, yeah. You know? um, um, I, I agree with that. <laughs> just I, I let's feel, not caricature I feel anyone. like Ber- I feel like Bernie people. Bro was initially and held to and continued to be the term for the Bernie supporters that were the sort of person we're talking about. Like, I think I think it's a trap. Right, that's what I mean. I'm not talking about Bernie Sanders. To even have a conversation where where we go like, oh, these people are the problem, and um, unless it's people with real power, it's always a trap to even have that conversation because our energy has to go elsewhere. I, I don't I don't think so. I think it's a conversation Yang Gang really needs to have because we're a similar we're a similar movement trying to not turn into what that movement turned into in four years. I want us to hit twenty twenty and not be the Bernie Bros of twenty. Uh, I want to hit twenty twenty four and not be the Bernie Bros of twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, I right. see. No, 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 no. That's not the conversation I'm talking about. I'm I'm saying yes, we have to right. We I, have I, to I'm keep not our own composure. I'm, I'm saying we shouldn't caricature other people. Right. Right, right, and I, I wasn't trying to do that. I'm not trying yeah, to. Yeah, no, I, mean, I wasn't trying to side that in the whole. Put thing. all Bernie think. supporters in in one one group. You know what I mean? But you know, everyone knows the term Bernie bro, and it it came to mean a certain thing. You know, I'm just saying that the Yang Gang shouldn't ever be that. You know, we we shouldn't be um, 
agitators. So that to is say. the thing we should purposely avoid being. Yeah. Okay, I, I see. I see. Just not to, the best. To, let's just not be like abrasive and um put 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 like say that like these people want things to be bad and society to go to ruin when you put that label on you it's like you never get anywhere and yeah it's not even that like so much of yang's approach is listening to what people are saying to him and reflecting back at them the ideas of his he thinks will help them it can't be an approach of thinking you're educating people or that you Mm. have Mm. you have something you have to give to them until you've heard what they need. Yes, yes. Talk to people, not at people. I think that is the takeaway that we need to understand. Yeah. We see a lot of talking at and not to. And a lot of times the schooling system is talking at a lot of students and not to them. And listen to. Listen. The same yeah. thing happens in uh, government a lot as well. Like a politician will be asked a question and you can tell they weren't even really listening to the answer. They heard a keyword and they immediately snap to a talking point. And that's something we have to avoid as well. Like we are conditioned with certain ideas and we will enter these with our specific biases and the things we've been told to say in retort automatically. We want to make sure we're actually listening to them before we respond. Like like those coding memes, if, you know, this then answer this. It's like, you know, takes away all of the will, will, free will, critical thinking out of the equation. Like a, you're saying it's like a flowchart, pretty much. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. If this, respond to this. Like I saw, and that, and that goes to the whole NPC meme. It's like, if this print, you know, like, like, like you can't, you can't be a programmed person. You have to have like your own agency, you know. That's part of being genuine, which was like we've been talking a lot uh, this particular episode about just how great Yang's strategies were for dealing with people. And part of that was part of how he was genuine was he would listen. He would listen for specific details in what you said, and he would address your um, question using your examples, not his own. Yeah, that, that, that that's why, like, all these journalists tried these gotcha questions on Yang and they would always fall flat. Always. And then when they when they saw that that didn't work on him, then they just moved to like full blown just ignoring literally. <laughs> More than that, it's why nearly every non-journalist he talked to seemed to come around and be convinced of his points. He yanged a lot of people just by listening to their story right. and presenting like, his solutions in a way that actually addressed what they said. Right. Think about it logically. Who is Yang the biggest threat to? All of these not th- this culture of not being genuine and talking points and you know uh, sensationalism. He is a legitimate threat to that ecosystem. So I'm not surprised that they're trying to keep him out or under wraps. You well, know? let's be like him so we can magnify that threat. We can do it. It's not difficult to do those things that we're talking about to listen to people. To, to give them a chance to talk and and uh, respond in a way that is as helpful to them as you can be. Because this we have truth and reality on our side. This policy helps everyone. It's not hard. We just have to show them the truth. Yep. And yeah. and that's why like like Yang's like biggest boon to his ideas was actually dropping out of the race. <laughs> Which is hilarious <laughs> in a way. <laughs> 
I mean, I think the biggest boom to his ideas might have actually been this whole coronavirus thing happening, because it really drove it home oh, to yeah. a lot of people to the right of me that disagreed with the concept that we actually fucking need it. Yep, yep. It's a shame it had to come like this, but it came nonetheless. It's like nothing, at the end of the day, you guys, like nothing stands in the way of like genuine progress, because people are eventually going to see through BS. It, it 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 just happens. I mean, I mean, there's a reason why we don't, have, you know, Hitler and slavery and all that stuff anymore. Because at the end of the day, people are like, you know what? Like, this stuff is making me unhappy, and I'm starting to realize it. It takes a lot of um, takes a lot of people though to keep reinforcing those ideas and pushing it forward. Because, uh, well, yes, we did. It's only recently we did. There were hundreds of thousands of years not hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of years where we were enslaving our own people long before uh, America was ever around doing it. We, we have to be the ones pushing those ideas forward. We have to explain why it's so important that we change things because we know that when we look back, it's going to be duh. But for some people looking back is like what they have to look forward to. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. made sense. Yeah. Yeah. This sense of nostalgia. Like, you remember when this, you remember when that, oh, I remember, I remember, it's like, you know, yeah, we got to get away from that. And, and the the wonderful thing is, is like, th- th- there's, I think there, there's a new type of, uh, what, what, so civil disobedience, that's like, not violent. I saw that they said they had a protest in Turkey, where people j- were just like, standing there. And when like, the cops came around, they would just like, ask the cops, like questions like these new forms of protests that are not about like shouting screaming and yelling but they're they're like being creative with power in a way that like you confront them in a way that's not too confrontational i guess that's very creative and interesting again it's all about maintaining your composure if you can maintain your composure and not be intimidated and not act out of fear then that can work yeah, historically, nonviolent protests have been a pretty effective way to move policy forward. It's not exactly a new concept, but it, it's interesting to see the different ways it has evolved over time. Yeah, and when you use violence, you also give something for the government to yeah. justify their violent <laughs> actions. You know, yeah. uh, like whether you're talking about the Hong Kong protesters, you know, the Chinese government in Beijing, they're saying that. Hey, these people are are violent, you know. They're they're throwing uh, rocks and stuff at us. Therefore, we mm-hmm. need to beat them up. And <laughs> yeah, it, it it was funny because it reminded me um, when 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 we had the Yang went down to Long Beach to to do the um, Telemundo thing. I remember like we we were with each other, and there was a security guard there, and we didn't have uh, money for like going in but who cares about that like we just told the security guard about andrew yang and his idea and the security guard was like hey you know what that sounds like a good idea and we gave the security guard a yang uh uh what is it thing uh card and and then he yanged his security guard friend (laughs) so then it's like just imagine if we can do that with police (laughs) like you're a policeman would you not want a thousand dollars and just just have that conversation. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, the implications for the police would be huge, really. I mean, all the the violent criminals that they're trying to keep at bay. I mean, if 
if they were getting a universal basic income, there would be a lot less crime, which would mean life would be a lot less dangerous for the police. So they're really like, a, a, in a way, a, a natural um, uh, proponent or uh, uh, ally here in this fight for universal basic income. We just have to speak to them. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we have to speak like directly to these people instead of like um, uh, through some kind of medium. Sometimes I think I think that's like the biggest part because like on TV, it just opens so much room for like stereotypes of groups and people and ideas. But then face to face and like stuff like this medium, it just eliminates so many misunderstandings, you know? Uh, I would like to make a uh, recommendation for anybody who's looking for ways to like practice um, not being confrontational or not being um, maintaining your composure, as Jal was saying. Uh, there's this uh, series that I watch on YouTube called Street Epistemology, and technically it's an atheist engaging with um, people who are of faith and just trying to... Um, you know, get them to see contradictions in their own beliefs and such. And uh, while it's very geared towards people who aren't of faith, the uh, techniques in there for talking to people without upsetting them while talking about sensitive subjects and stuff, I found to be incredibly helpful. And uh, you could probably get something from it, even if you don't agree with the uh, point of the episodes. Yeah, uh, I will second that uh, that is an excellent YouTube channel and is uh, very informative of how to communicate with people. Thank you. It looks like a, a good find. We'll have to check that out. Um, what is it uh, called again? I, I kind of... Yeah, just for the audio only listeners, sec, how can we uh, tell people they can find this? What's a keyword they could search? Street epistemology, and it's Anthony Magnabosco. Oh, that reminds me. There was a um, black guy in, like, the South who made friends with, like, KKK people and convinced them to, like, burn their clothes can you imagine that yeah jeremy you could probably post the link some something like that the the the, the kkk people who are like they were like we hate blacks except this guy like he's our friend <laughs> right yeah um it, it, the the dude's name was daryl davis uh he made a uh he made a documentary about it um trying to track it down if, if we can do the same thing with like haters of ubi you know yeah maybe yeah maybe we can it's like I hate poor people except this guy. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. I'm pretty sure he was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, really uh, good dude. I definitely recommend checking him out. I, I I think that's what the math movement did to a lot of Republicans. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think maybe it did to some of the more open-minded younger ones. A lot of the college-age ones, it seems. Yeah. But but there's a way to do it with the older ones. We just gotta we just gotta refine our strategy. That's all it really takes, you know. Because because like when when all these other groups are just out there in their echo chambers and just screaming at the opposition and just attacking them, we just come in and we just say like, hey, we can just make friends with anyone, and uh, that's how you build that. That's how you get shit done. <laughs> right. There's a lot of truth to that. Well, when there's like two opposing parties, every time you walk in there, it's going to be like there's a bomb that's about to be set off and both parties are scrambling to like throw the bomb into each other's hands like a cartoon. And we're going to be the people who come in there with like the SWAT gear on, ready to defuse the bomb and just get it out of there and save everyone. Yang gang to the rescue. <laughs> if you think about it like a football game, you know, 
you're going to see it like a football game. You're going to act like a fo- like you're on a in a football game. Uh, even if you're trying to negotiate between teams, it's still a arduous process. But if you see it like a puzzle, a task to be solved by a collective group that doesn't know they're working together, it seems easier. You know, just right. use the mental construct that gives you the best results. Right. And and you know what the funny thing is? It's like when's the best time to negotiate? when uh, the other side is like really really weak and their vulnerabilities are there and that's the coronavirus because we we see this socialism capitalism dichotomy just failing and just falling flat on its face and the virus has exposed us so here we come with like a better idea and we're not like ideologically insane and we're very practical and uh like yeah we have the most power pretty pretty interesting if we can be the most stable and adult voice in the room when everybody else is panicking, we will absolutely win every argument we enter. And again, even better, if you run into someone as stable and reasonable as you who says, thank you, I've been waiting to meet you for so long, that is even better. That's also a possibility we have to be open to. I've been waiting for this like my whole life, man. Just like like having a team of like awesome freaking people and like getting shit done same day. Sounds really good. <laughs> Remember so who, here is, who is willing to actually go to a local Republican event and uh, report back on it next week? Anybody? Hey. Anyone? Will you, Ariel? Thank you, man. You are such a soldier, dude. I don't know if I'll be able dude. to do it that You're such a fighter. I, I love you, man. All right, Elizabeth, I love you, too. You are also... You guys are both, like, soldiers for the cause. You're so tough. I really respect <laughs> both of you pounding the pavement. Oh, yeah. Love you guys. Thanks. Great. I'm excited. But, but uh, it's probably going to be online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? I mean, the two, two is enough, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll give it a shot. I've kind wonderful. of been wanting. I'm so glad to hear that. Do it anyway. Um, I, I gotta look and see what's Hell going yeah. on, but uh, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm my man. Right. I have no connections. I'm a hermit, so like, I'm if you asked me it. to go, just, I don't. If you asked me to go no, talk to Democrats, I couldn't. I don't know anybody. No, me too. I'm not. I don't go to my local Democratic events. I don't go to my local Republican events. Yeah, I, I got a lot of I'm look, social I'm anxiety. I'm not going to do it. I am not going to do it. Maybe I'm I looking this someday. up on the county page. And I, I, and if I, I had just a know, regular income, I would not have so much anxiety and I would do it. But I don't have enough income to like conquer my fears. So maybe someday if I get a basic income, I'll start going to the meetings. That would be cool. It'd be good to see you getting a regular income anyway. You're um, here. Yeah, nice. Mia, I will, I will say I don't have any connections either. I'm just looking these up by their county page. And it was kind of interesting seeing both the county page, the Republicans and the Democrats. Because of the priorities that are shown and how they built their page, it was just there's interesting differences. Like I know for my county, the top thing of their how to contribute to the party for the Democrats, it was volunteer for us. And for the Republicans, it was we'll pay you to work at a poll. So here's here's some ideas. You know, we can brainstorm like when talking to the Republicans, bring up like like libertarians, really Milton Friedman, but then bring up like Thomas Paine and Richard Nixon and his idea and just say like how much this bureaucracy is such a mess. And I'm sure that, like, they won't be that opposed to it, you know? Well, my per- my hermitage is a uh, part um, not having transportation, personally. Like, uh, I can't afford a car. And if I could afford a car, I couldn't afford the insurance on a uh, weekly, well, monthly basis. And uh, the other part is, you know, having to be available for my special needs son at any given time, which is why I missed last week. And I'm sorry about that still, guys. Uh so, unfortunately, when it comes to interacting with other people, online is where I live. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of, like, online Republican stuff. So, I mean, like, the the best is if you feel a little uncomfortable, you can just, like, leave meeting. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
like jump into a Republican Facebook group and just like give them a good talking to. Like, that, that, that sounds person. like a really bad I idea. Mean, it's so much easier to dehumanize a person online. Uh, no, and no, the no, people no, who are I, who are engaged in those oh, those groups are probably just looking for some fodder. I would really recommend going in person. And you and you yeah, that was why I was. Uh, you don't need to feel joking. any pressure. It's outside of what makes you comfortable and works for you logistically. <laughs> you shouldn't feel any pressure to do it. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't. I, if I had more money, maybe I would go give it a try, Uber around. But I don't have transportation either. And uh, right. I, I like I said, it, it would be very, I, very draining for me to do like emotionally. I, I uh, maybe someday, I, not today. I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean like, like, like go in there and just like jump in with talking point. I meant like yeah. try to reason with them, and yeah. then if they, if they, if they go bonkers and you're online, you can just leave meeting. That, that's right. what I meant. I, I just know yeah. where I would be like weak to losing my composure or like just like. Not in a way I would like fly off the handle, but I would just be like intimidated and kind of shrink, and I wouldn't be effective right. at like convincing yeah. anyone yeah. if they if they got hung up on like what do you do for a living? You know, I could I could just they could just kind of trigger me, and I could just right. end up like I'm that's oh. what I'm afraid of. I think that's what oh, I that's okay. what keeps me from going to those yeah. meetings. I'm yeah. afraid. Yeah, that, you know, I'm, I'm afraid sense. I will lose my composure in that right. situation because right. I know my vulnerabilities. Sense. But uh, but but um um he, he, here it is like I. Also at the Long Beach event, there was this Hispanic guy with like this really American kind of like, I don't know, kind of like redneckish guy. And they were like talking about Trump and how, you know, liberals just want to like, you know, like, you know, you know, that deep state against Trump, blah, blah, blah. And the only people talking to them, talking back at them and trying to really understand them and thing were us. We're like the Yang Gang. We're, we're, we're talking and, and we could really have a good conversation and 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 they said like yeah we don't hate yang we actually think he's he's pretty interesting like like what 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 is this about and then and then we could agree that there were a lot of things on the democratic side that were like really really like on the fringes as well so, but but then i then you know what i told them i kind of threw them for the loop i said then why did trump have that picture with hillary clinton and bill clinton <laughs> they were all kind of like well you know you got to play the game <laughs> like, well okay <laughs> see for me it's about uh i'm a baby i would definitely get my feelings hurt very quickly and i I, i'm too soft i'm 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 fragile like a like a gentle little flower and if somebody called me one name i would be probably crying for like an hour um hey guys uh i apologize but i actually have to uh get going a little bit early today um but uh i will see you all next week thanks for coming over there and uh, we'll see you again soon all right. All right. Take Good care. luck with the Republicans. Bye, Zach. Yeah, we'll do. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know how it goes. Bye. Uh, I, I got to look into it first, but right. um, definitely something. Take care, man. And I yeah, want to do. So, all right. Yeah. I'll catch you all next week. Yeah. Bye. I, did, I think it's very doable. I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't even be that, that complicated. Yeah, I think one benefit of me living living where I do, I'm being surrounded by uh, I'm overwhelming majority of Republicans. Uh, you know, definitely know how they operate and how they think and their talking points and so that's you know, things that are very familiar to me yeah, and there's so, so, no reason you can't go to both you can, you can go to your local republican and democratic meetings you know right in fact that might give you a real leg up in both yeah. right you know and, right. I, and i'd agree jeremy that is extremely beneficial it it has worked to my favor talking to other people that my family has so many people so much farther to the right than and in fact, most people reasonable ask, yeah. Republicans are. I'm sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you, Elizabeth. I'm sorry, but uh, I was going to say, if people ask, you can just identify as a populist. You don't have to say you're a Democrat or a Republican.
<laughs> I like that. Yeah. Oh, um, Elizabeth, um, I, I cut you off. Were you? Did you have more to say? I, I don't think so. I don't. Think so. Okay. Sorry about that. And the, and then just just like you said, we're we're inviting them on this show. And uh, yeah, I, I I think this is a real blind spot for like kind of like the ultra left because it it it's like let's be honest, it's it's usually like the more uh, a leftist kind of things that like create these purity tests and these like oh if if you agree with like one little thing on the other side, then like you're this pariah and we're gonna cancel you and stuff like that. And we're coming at it from the complete opposite side of it. Yeah, so, so totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why I don't here. identify with most leftist movements, is because it's, I'm mostly to the left. But you may have noticed I have some pretty hardline right opinions, and as soon as I say any of those, it's just the most emotionally fraught of kicks from whatever group I was saying that in. Purity testing is the term we're talking about, as as, as it's more commonly known. Well, for example, I don't agree with Elon Musk that uh, we should open back up the economy, but I still want a Neuralink. Right? Same. Wait, like, did you say you, still, he you has want a what? incorrect political opinions, I feel, but he's still doing more than me to save humanity by many huh. orders of magnitude. Well, 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 exactly. Well, he still agreed with UBI. So. Yeah. yeah. That too. So, <laughs> like, you can have a bad opinion without being a bad person, or you you know, it, you probably think it's a good opinion, <laughs> so I shouldn't call it a bad opinion, but you know what I mean. And, and you can have a good opinion and at the same time be a bad person. Do you I mean, understand? Very much so. Okay, right? I, I, don't, I don't think we should open up the economy, but imagine how much safer we would be if we did have to open the economy or if, or if people insisted on opening the economy, if everyone just happened to have an extra $2,000 a month right? You know, to buy, to make sure they had the masks, the, the new, the, the, the working um, masks that are clean and intact and, and, and the gloves just, and whatever they need, whatever people need. Actually, and, the freedom to stay home. Yeah, if they want yeah. to, right, yeah. to not have to participate, uh, to make the, the economy truly voluntary. I, um... And yeah, they would still support it with that, that money. Guys. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Shale, go ahead. Oh, you know, but you know, it works. If if people had $2,000 more a month and they knew with security and they, they, they would have it during this pandemic, the people who feel it is responsible to stay home and not participate in the economy can have a completely uh, symbiotic relationship with the people who open the economy. People yep. can stay home. They can order food in with their basic income. They can order whatever they need in and they can, mm-hmm. you know, they can go out and participate in the economy in whatever limited capacity they feel comfortable and the brave and the stalwart or whatever. If you want to imagine them in a less flattering way, whatever um, they can, they can go out there. They can take the risks that they know they're taking and they can work the economy in the way that makes sense to them and there doesn't have to be protests there doesn't and have people to be a my aunt and i were talking about that today if we were right. getting a if we were getting a ubi Could we be would be spending money but you know what it's the same old divide and conquer it's the same old legacy media creating the narrative in a, in, in, a, in the framework of a football game rather than a logic puzzle which it is. Right, it's a logic right. puzzle. It's not a football yeah. game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but if we're playing the football game, we'll never solve the logic puzzle. And unfortunately, you know, right. that just keeps the tiny, tiny, tiny cohort of people who just don't want the social world right. to change in any way happy. And that's just right. kind of what yeah. we're at. So let me ask a quick question here. Um, maybe so we can like uh, do some comparison. Um, what would you consider to be an actually like bipartisan issue? Like 
established issue that like nobody argues about in like Congress and how can we like frame UBI in such a way as to go along with the, that kind of like, you can't even argue with it. Um, I mean, the best oh, one geez. is UBI because it's 70% uh, of Americans okay. on both sides. I mean, know, in Congress specifically, uh, yeah. like something okay. that the Republicans well, and the Democrats already in there uh, do uh, not argue I about. Got it. Uh, job cre- protections from Americans. Yeah. Jo- okay. J- job creation. Even even Democrats want jobs, but both both Democrats and Republicans talk about how good it is to like job in the worst. Yeah, UBI creates jobs. UB, UBI makes sure there's more economic activity so more people can be employed. And Joe Biden talked about like the dignity of the paycheck, and Trump's always talking about bringing back jobs. So like e- even even though like we're we're opposed. To, to say like 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 everybody has like human value and you know like your worth should not be attached to a job but at the same time if you want a job and you want to be that productive member of society you can work there right there Ariel, you gave me an idea i like if you can get a t-shirt made or like a t-shirt made when you go in go in with a t-shirt with a slogan that reads ubi for jobs and make that your case to the republicans Say, look, we right. need UBIs so we can support people's businesses. We need to support people's jobs because half the country is just not going to be able to work during this pandemic. UBI mm-hmm. for jobs. We need UBI so we can open the economy. That's the case. Right. You take all their wants, you tell them how UBI gives it to them. Right. And you put an emphasis on individuals as entrepreneurs, not indivi- not like a corporate um, business. Yeah. Yeah. And and also um speaking of people with good opinions but bad people, um you you guys should all hear this podcast between um Anand Girdhadas and Michael Moore where it's called Let Me Rob You, I'm Woke. So all of these like socially progressive uh millionaires and billionaires who talk about like gun control and uh, a a woman's right to choose and all of this like culturally left stuff, but they, they're the ones who like plundered and destroyed our economy. <laughs> so, so that's a do you, trap. Do you think we could have them on our show? I I don't know. Um, uh, we, we, we can them. try. Yeah, you can you can try getting. Uh, it'll be a good idea, Jeremy. If you could, I don't know if you reach out to Anand Girdhadas, uh, the Indian guy, because he's he's always you know talking about that stuff. You know, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah. So, so I think that's that's the strategy. So, in addition, we can kind of like uh, have a report on like what actions we took to, you know, do these things and like what results came of it. And then when we do that, when when we boil this down to like a, a real science, then it's like we're really getting somewhere. So we know where how to change our strategy. Like, you know, like Jeremy, when you reach out to people and who, who are the ones who have answered you and who are the ones who have like not, and then you kind of like see like, what did I do? How was my approach? And I, and that's just, that's just how like, you know, progress is made. Hey, uh, just in case this guy does get back with me, um, what are the topics and things we're wanting to talk about with him? Well, he's always railing on and on how, um, 
uh, like millionaires and billionaires have destroyed like the social safety net in the name of uh, philanthropy. So then we can talk about like how UBI fits into the framework. Uh, I don't know, Shale, you were about to say something. Uh, yeah, I was going to say in, in different words what you were saying, how how the um, the social justice left often uses social justice uh, projects uh, uh, in lieu of economic projects or as an excuse to ignore economic uh, inequalities or oppress the poor. How, you know, they think class is like a, a thing that shouldn't be considered in reality. How they think um, the the poor are not um, worthy of, I don't know. You know what? I'm really trailing off here. I don't want to say nasty things about people and caricature people. But there is this um, this messaging that is meant to be huh. divisive that okay. I think that, that okay. yeah, yeah. will address. Like yeah. some of the social Ariel justice left are, they're, they're like your typical limousine liberals who are just like terrible <laughs> Like, you know, that, 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 and that's a word all right likes to use limousine liberals. And Jeremy, it goes back to, you know, Nancy Pelosi with her buckets of ice cream and tons of chocolate, all happy, talking about how she has such a sweet tooth while people are literally starving in the country. So, you know, that is, is like what we can agree with and on that is just plain wrong, you know. I would say that the Democrats definitely have kind of a Marie Antoinette let them eat cake attitude going on. That's exactly what it sounds like that podcast will address the the um, the Nancy Pelosi ice cream freezer issue where the left doesn't have to actually be progressive economically at all as long as they are um, addressing other issues where they're opposed to the Republicans. And that's kind of the charade we need to call out an end for all time. Here, here. <laughs> I wish this is why there should be more than two parties, too, because it's not like those issues should be like swept aside or anything either. They just shouldn't be the only thing that we're deciding our parties based on. Like uh, you should ha- be have more variance in opinion between Republicans and Democrats. So that there's like different grounds you could cover without it being I don't know. It just splits us so evenly, you know. And these are the things we have to bring in our peace offering to the Republicans when we go to meet them in good faith this week. <laughs> it's like the Indians and the Pilgrims. <laughs> kind of evokes that image. You, 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 don't choose, you don't choose the absolute best touchstones, I would say. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, get, I get your intention. I get your intention. The Native Americans? Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless of the verbiage, there's a genocide that happens. And so uh, I wouldn't go with that one. Oh, okay. No, I just thought... <laughs> no, I, I just thought, like, peace offerings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that went really, really not well for the people that were offering peace offerings. <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> okay, an olive branch. <laughs> but m- mind you, I came from that side, so... I mean, like... Like we, you know, that, that side, I mean, is not as sensitive, you know, you know, like, okay, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's like, you know, you, you can kind of like joke with them and laugh. And I, I, I think that that's something that, you know, some of the, the ultra sensitive left can, can take away from that side. Like not everything should be as serious and not, not everything like, like determines like outrage and you know all that stuff i mean like it, it's fun to just like crack a joke once in a while every now and then that's it ariel you're kicked off the podcast i never want to see your face again 
<laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I think that we can also kind of draw that back into the uh, the recent Joe Biden controversy, you know, with him uh, telling people they aren't black if they don't vote for him. Oof. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, oh God, he gets better and better at losing the election. I just, know. Just, <laughs> the man can't win. It's just right. if you want to see an example of defeat from the jaws of victory, Joe fucking Biden. <laughs> but like, but on, on one hand, I think it's uh um I mean is is what he said like irre- irrehensible and was it was a bad thing to say? Of course it was, but you know to take it into context is you know he was if you listen to the whole thing he was trying to make a joke. You know he wasn't he obviously was not serious. You know um he, Joe Biden doesn't think you're less black if you don't vote for him, right? Um and so I I think it's uh. Um, disingenuous to uh, he's he's making a joke about some real nasty in-group racism though that does happen in a serious context and is awful i wish our leaders were more aware and uh that that would have been something that i don't think i don't think yang would have stumbled on that particular block at all and there are different ways in which i think bernie probably could have stumbled um just, you know, due to not being in with the times and not understanding what is and is not okay to say. And I really wish that we were moving forward with a new generation of ideas as well, instead of relying on, like, ideas that were great at a different time. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Biden's overtly racist, but I think there is racism built into his mindset that shows in his policies, and it shows when he makes like not just gaffes like that, but the uh the that the like the time he was talking about children and how there were poor kids and there were white kids and then caught himself at the end of that like but Are you I talking about the leg hair comes thing? out of his mouth because that's really what it how he equates it. It's it's like he's he's just in the boxing ring like punching himself. <laughs> he really is. It like really feels like he's Club. lost this election before he's even actually been nominated. <laughs> so right. seen a Fight Club where Ed Norton beats himself up. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's we say bad. this. I, I do want to say, we do say this, but at the same time, like, everybody who's saying these sorts of things about him, as obvious as they are, as true as they may be, as much as they come from, he still somehow managed to take the... Um, primary so there's like a significant possibility that no matter how terrible he is just like by or um just like but trump's actions from a certain perspective no matter how bad he is these people will still just show up as if it doesn't matter yeah that's the up against exactly so we have to go but we can't just we have to go everywhere saying the the left is a lot less forgiving the the right will look at the right looks at Trump saying that and they care less about it because that's not the substance of him. That's just stuff coming out of his mouth. The left doesn't do that. More yeah. of the left will drop someone for something like that, and I yeah. don't well, know that I disagree with them. Like right no, now, it's just yeah, they're both it's, shit options. <laughs> it, it's 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 like um you know um Pepsi and Coca Cola. Uh, you know, you 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 know those brand names, right? But then there's like some organic fruit juice, the name recognition of Pepsi and Coca Cola. So pe- people just go with these brands because they've seen it so many times, and that's that's a problem. It's just people recognizing, or or in this case, not recognizing that other options do exist. But they're like, 
I'm going with my brand name that, you know, I, I remember when I was like five years old and my mom got my first Coke. Kind of, but it's, it, it's almost more like people saying, if you go with that, like, niche juice, you're taking a Coke and drowning someone in it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not even that we don't know it's an option. It's that it's an option that is actively shamed and discouraged. I think there's like a concern that if <clears throat> if we were to take a third option, then one of the options would be fundamentally destroyed or undermined, you know, and like you wouldn't be able to. Um, so say like you introduce this uh, third option, you might devalue the uh, first two options somehow in the same sense as we've got the same problem with the way we view poverty and the haves and the have nots in this country. Whereas the people who are at the top think that they can get something or that if they want to keep what they have, they have to stop other people from getting, which is just not how it works. Right. So, so, so it's kind of like that, that, you know, like that, that person at Trader Joe's who like offers you a sample. I I guess we just have to like offer people the sample instead of them just looking at the other brand on the shelf you know and you know that's what we're here for you know because because sometimes you know with the legacy media you 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 see it on the shelf but you're not offered a sample but when we get deeper into content it's like you're just offered a sample instead of just seeing it on the shelf so like the stimulus check could be like the sample in this scenario and then like what humanity forward does is further samples and we just need to um Keep on yeah. pointing those out to people like, and demonstrating right. a better way. Like, oh, this is this is tasty. Like, what is this? Oh, it's this. It's like, oh, like, 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 just just get into people's psyche because I think like I think even one time, even the big brand names started off as those samples that people were like, oh, what's this? You know, and then and then just built their momentum from there. So now we gotta do the same thing, you know. And and Trump was already, you know, a brand name before he got into the ring, you know, and that's what Yang didn't have. He didn't have that. But now he's building where we are building that because some some people it's, it's like, you know, like like basketball. Some people have the home court advantage like we we we're building that home court advantage right now. Everyone talk about so. <laughs> wow how did that you know how, how long did we it's like a bunch of strangers all trying to pass each other in the same direction at the same time yeah the, 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 no like that's good because it's like it's like we're taking time to digest the words that were said before before we talk and we all apparently have the same tolerance for t- uh silence we're very yeah yeah i think it was more that one <laughs> okay this cannot keep going any further or i'm going to like start sweating <laughs> um should we uh should we end the podcast a little early are we all are we all done i'm all tuckered out all right that sounds good it's almost uh yeah. it's already past 5 30 so yeah good we had a big weekend i'm tired as well and i'm very behind in my editing so thank you for tuning in um why don't we say goodbye starting with you ariel good, goodbye my name is ariel and you can find me on twitter at at Ariel's are underscore armada, so that's A R I E L S underscore A R M A D A, and uh, I am on YouTube as Revolutionary. Thank you, thank you, Ariel Elizabeth, the Wandering Unicorn on Twitter at 
at Unicorn36902 and The Wandering Unicorn on YouTube if you want to hear my voice read you books. Thank you, Elizabeth. I should check that out. I like books, especially when they're read to me. Saves energy. All right. uh, Jeremy. Uh, this is Jeremy. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Salmons one and that is J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-A-M-M-O-N-S, and the number one. Thank you, Jeremy. And Mia. Mia Songbird, at Mia Songbird, on Twitter, M-E-A-S-O-N-G-B-I-R-D. That's a B-I-R-D. You cut out, you cut out at the very end. Yes. Okay, Thank you, sorry. Thank you for fixing that for me. Yeah, and I am S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y on Twitter, at S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y on Twitter. I'm clearly very tired. All right, well, thank you for, for coming. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more basic income advocacy next weekend. Stay safe. We love you guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.